this is Nadia with Be The Boss Podcast. On our podcast, we talk about how to become your own boss physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. That's right. On Be The Boss Podcast, you can reach out with your questions and topics, and we'll talk about it. In other words, you reach, I teach. So make sure you write in and leave your comments below. You don't got to be the man. But you can always be the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing today, man? Or should I say, good morning, Tampa, Florida, right? (laughs) So I would like to start today's episode with a few words. Please bear with me. We live in a world where there are more wishes than stars. So it's hard to believe if all our prayers are heard. Our biggest hurdle is our own doubt, our lack of know-how. We simply do the best we can, and when that's not enough, we invent new strength and innovate new ways to achieve our ends. Relentless in our construction, we push for a goal that's beyond our comprehension. What hard workers we are, day in, day out, driven, crazed, dishonest, lost, yet always punctual. Yes, we are always on time with destiny, even when it hurts to do so. Pushing towards nirvana, we stargaze on our lunch breaks, taking only seconds to remember those we left behind, and then it's back to work again, hoping that one day it will all pay off, that one day it will all make sense. See, in this life, we all get to clock in, and though some of us get to clock out early, in the end, we all get to go home. Rest in peace to Mr. Marota, and rest in peace to anyone we may have lost along the way. Until the next episode. And with that being said, let's get this show on the road. Um, we're here early at the break of dawn, live in my basement. Of course, that would make more sense if I didn't live in Florida. And of course, that would make even more sense if I didn't live in a condo. But we're not here to talk about that, now are we? All right? So today's episode is only featuring moi, your boy, the anime, the goat, the legend, the one and only, <laughs> self-anointed, of course. Um, so today we're going to keep it real, all right, real. As you know me, I have no boundaries. I don't really care about topics. I don't care about structure. I don't care about organization, you know. I, I do well in the chaos. I'm like the Joker, all right, always smiling with a secret. <laughs> so today's episode, I put out a post earlier this week to say if anyone had any questions, regardless of what it may be, Send it my way and I'll address it. I'm talking about anything, anime, love, sex, drugs, whatever whatever you want to talk about, I'll talk about it because I'm a real person, all right? And I live in a real world and that's what I care about, all right? And so let me open up my IG because I did no preparation for this, all right? This is straight off the dome, just how you like it. <laughs> all right, let's see. Who do we have here? The Road Inc. Mr. The Road Inc. Shout out to The Road Inc. The Road Inc. says... Is it possible to build anything that lasts in such an individualistic society? If you start a real estate slash developing empire, would you be worried that you don't have any family that would have sufficient interest to keep it going? So he basically is talking about the legacy. Am I worried about people carrying or continuing my work? Um, My answer to that is no, not at all. Um, (laughs) And that might sound weird, but... I am literally only working 
to never work again. And if I can achieve my goals, my kids really won't have to work. Well, not work in the sense that we understand it, right? I would like, I would like my kids to be human. You know, at the true sense of what that means. And of course, work is good for you. Purpose actually is good for you. Not necessarily work, more like purpose. And whatever my, you know, legacy decides to do, and it's not my legacy. Like, I know we look at kids as our possessions and stuff because we take care of them. But they're, they're individuals. They're, they're actually a whole other person. And we don't own them. We guide them. You know what I'm saying? So... Whatever they want to do, they should do it. I don't care if they sell all the stuff that I've earned in my life because, I mean, what am I going to do with it, right? So um, I don't worry about that. And how do I build anything that can last in such an individualistic society? Well, my cure to that is to do it by my own hands. So I build it with my own individuality. So all I need is my own fuel for the fire, if that makes sense. And when I'm done with it, then it can be done. And if it continues on, that's fine too, but that's never the goal. Let me actually start from the bottom because I actually went to the last comment. I should go from the first comment. This question is from my man, Bmer1987. Shout out to 87 babies. What up? All right. What motivates you to continue your grind, especially on days you don't feel like it? Hmm. Let's see. What motivates me? Um, I don't know. I'll say this. You know how back in the day there was like this caricature or, you know, like a, the cartoon version of the cop who's just whistling on the sidewalk and swinging his billy club and just everyone's happy to see him? Well, not everyone, but, you know, <laughs> at least in the cartoon animations, people were like, oh, hey, Mr. Officer. And he's like, oh, how's Timmy? You know, and all that. Um, the reason why he was smiling, the reason why he was able to, you know, you know, had a little bounce in his step was because... I guess he was, uh, it's like he was singing the whole time, right? The whole time he was dancing along the way. And I say that to say that my motivation comes from my positivity, my outlook on life, right? Though I'm working all the time, I do it with a smile, not because I'm convincing myself I'm happy, but because I am happy. I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> it's always a good time. Whether I have to sell a house, type in data, write a contract, it's, it's always a blast. You know what I mean? And not a blast like I'm, you know, doing a keg or something, but like it's always a blast as if like I'm never really in a bad mood about things. Even when I'm stressed out, it's short-lived. So like I guess my cup is always full or almost full. So I don't really need much more to keep me going because I'm already kind of fulfilled about the things I'm doing and I decided to do it. And I think that's important. If you make the decision to do something and set out and do something, it's kind of different when you kind of when you're forced to do it, because then if you're forced to do it and like you don't want to be there, you probably do need motivation. But if it's up to you, you're kind of just beating, you know, moving at the beat of your own drum and you're kind of, you know, whistling and doing your little cop thing. You know, what I mean, that's probably a very bad analogy using a cop. But and not all cops are bad. I get that. People don't get on me on that. Because you don't want to go there, actually. You don't want to go there. All right? Because I, I go there. All right? I'll go there and I live there. All right? <laughs> but anyway, so next question. Oh, B. Murray asked me more than one. All right. He says, since your name is the anime, what is your favorite anime of all time and why? Ooh. That's how we starting the day off? <sighs> okay. Let's see. I have, I'll give you three animes. 
and for different reasons, right? Um, there's an anime called uh, Gurren Lagann, all right? Not many people know about it. It was a very quiet one, but anyone who's seen Gurren Lagann, you'll know. You'll know from how they talk. you know from how they walk. Because the power of stories, when you tell a story correctly, when you do a good job in relaying the message through the art form of storytelling, it doesn't leave you. It sticks. It changes the viewer, all right? And Gurren is one of those things that literally molds you. It shifts you. And it stays with you. It, it, that anime literally instilled in me that anything is possible with your own hands. Anything. I think that's literally the only plot of the whole anime <laughs> is that the human will is not to be played with. All right. Because that was literally his power, willpower. And it was just incredible. And they took it as far as you can even imagine. All right. So I recommend everyone watch Gurren Lagann. Uh, my other one is Dragon Ball Z, of course, because, you know, I have eyes and ears and I can, you know, of course, I'm not even going to say why for Dragon Ball Z because that's just, that's just, you know, foundation. Everyone knows how that goes. And the third one, um, actually, my might go with, with Naruto. Um, the reason I say Naruto is because I started watching Naruto in whew, like ninth grade. So for like 15 years of my life or something, I was watching the same anime and it finished like two or three years ago. And so it literally was a part of me. You know how like, um, like kind of like a flower that's shaped by its environment. That anime was a part of my environment growing up. When I got my first heartbreak, I literally, I literally binge watched 60 episodes of, of Naruto and that's what got me through it. I just stayed and kept watching and obviously it's a really well done anime. Uh, it touches on every emotion it goes through the whole spectrum of human experience and from childbirth to love to hate to isolation to misunderstanding to jealousy like it literally is the longest and this kid starts off as a kid and you watch him grow up into a man and become like i'm not gonna tell you what but like it's it's a really good story and it's, it has really strong character development and i hope that's satisfactory for you mr beamer all right next question hmm what do you like to do on your free time by Varshi 29. Whew, my free time. Probably watch a good story, whether it be anime or movie or create a story. Um, obviously, I make music. I like to write. Um, I like to do something that, that moves me, if that makes sense. Something that that can captivate me, that can take me away from, or not even take me away, take me to another experience. I love stuff like that. Hope that was a good answer. Next question. Lindsay Ahmed. All right. How do you get your creative juices flowing? Who? How does that work, actually? Um, you know, maybe I get it flowing by not getting in but not getting in the way. Like when I experience something, I experience it. You know what I mean? It it it, it captivates me. It 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 um it dry. I, it feels like so historically, great artists or artists in general that's been renowned, they tend to say when they speak about like music or art or creativity, 
they speak about it like it's something that's happening to them versus they're the one behind the wheel. And I, that's kind of what it's like. I don't really sit there and make stuff up. It kind of just flows through me and I don't get in the way. I just, I guess I'm tuned in and then here it comes. And I oh, here we go. And I'll literally like leave, I'll stop my car, I'll leave a room, I'll end the conversation, but hey, I got to go write this down. <laughs> it's like a, a cosmic download or something. I don't know how to, I have no idea how to explain it. It's not really, it's not really up to me. And I do my best to stay out of this way. I do my best to always stay receptive and open to all of it, all the realms of creativity that may come to me, whether it's drawing, painting, uh, writing, singing, making a beat, something, anything, you know what I mean? A commercial even, like I, I just let it hit me and I just ride the wave. It's like surfing, I would say. So I just go with the flow. I hope that was satisfactory. All right, let's go. B Blonders. That's my dog. I know who that is. Shout out to Blonders. I was actually on the phone with her yesterday. She's, she's dope. All right. How does your philosophy on life and hustle for entrepreneurship show up in your day-to-day life? And what, what's that combined truth look like for you? Dang, talk about a loaded question. Oof. How does your philosophy on life and hustle for entrepreneurship show up in your day-to-day life? I'll give you a secret, all right? There is no separation. Hear me well. How you do anything is how you do everything, all right? So I'll put it this way. If I have a task, let's say I decided I'm going to do 100 push-ups today. And around push-up number 60, I'm like, I can do the rest tomorrow. In that moment, I realized if I put it off till tomorrow, I'm going to put everything off until tomorrow. I am giving myself permission (laughs) to procrastinate. And I'm good at procrastinating. The reason I'm good at procrastinating is I finish the job and I do it well before the deadline. If you push it off to where you're late or you have to reschedule, then you're not a good procrastinator and you should take a different approach. So when I see myself about to cut my own self short or about to take a shortcut, I consciously remember and say, if I do this for this, I'm going to do it for everything else. So literally, I finish everything I start or I try to at least and I give my best effort, however form that may be, even if it's through procrastination, like at my own time, at my own pace, I do the best I can in that context. And that carries over to anything, any work, any contract, any showing, any conversation. It's literally, you're constantly, every time you make a choice, you're making a vote to the person you want to run your company or your country or your whatever the heck you want to identify as, right? Every choice is a vote. So who are you voting for? Are you voting for the guy that put it off till tomorrow or are you voting for the guy who got it done? And so how you do anything is how you do everything. Uh, she also adds, many entrepreneurs aren't as balanced. How do you add balance in entrepreneurship while still grinding? Um, maybe that may come from like my sense of humor. I, I don't really take anything seriously. I've been saying this out loud for many years started off as a joke, but obviously behind every joke is some truth, and it kind of became a mantra. I always say, the worst case scenario is you die. <laughs> Literally is the worst case scenario in any situation. And it's not even the worst, right? Because if you're dead, like, you know, you, you're gone. So, like, with that in mind, it forces me to appreciate that I'm still here because not everyone is still here. And obviously, with that being said, 
if you're going to do anything, it, it kind of just reduces the seriousness of it all. Because you know what's important. Life is important. Now is important. Your time is what's really important. So entrepreneurship doesn't really wear me down because I'm doing it and there's just no, I don't see the ramifications behind it. I literally dive into the worst case scenarios, other worst case scenarios of life, like going to jail or being at gunpoint. I've actually lived a few of those, to be honest. But And those things didn't really, it wasn't as bad as what could be worse. You know what I mean? And knowing that and having that contrast constantly in the back of my mind, anything I face, I'm just like, let's just do it. Like, whatever. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We'll try something else. Because it's not that serious, folks. All right. All right. Next question. Oh, how do you say this? Beauty... BTSK. That is my sister. What what kind of screen name is that? What, what, what are you doing? What kind of username is that? Shout out to my sister, Casey. Beautiful, beautiful woman. I love her. I talk to her almost every day when she answers my phone call. <clears throat> now, let's see. What inspired you to use your voice and start this podcast? Um, what inspired me? Nadia, actually. It was Nadia's idea. Full disclosure, Nadia was like, hey, it started out with just editing a podcast that she was doing for a business venture she was in. And then when she was done with that, she was like, hey, I want to make my own. Can you help me? I'm like, yeah, I'll edit your podcast. And she's like, no, no, I want you to be on the podcast. And I was like, "Eh." (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to talk about business all day. Like, I mean, I'm a hustler, but that's not my only gear. You know what I mean? And she was like, well, no, you can do whatever you want. Like, we can talk about anything. And I was like. All right, so that's where the whole intro, you know, uh, spirituality, health, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, even though we really just talk about business, but I I try my best to bring out, like, real-life philosophy in every act of business, right? I try to find out what motivates people, what drives them, where the passion is coming from, because that's really what entrepreneurship is. It's not the title. It's not the taxes. It's not the car. It's none of that. It's really... The driver, right? And the artist, that's what I call him. It's really the artist that's painting the picture. And so Nadia is really what got me on this podcast. And so far, so good, right? All right, next question. Impera Ash. That is my boy since third grade, man. Look at him coming out. All right, man. I appreciate you, brother. I hope you're doing well. All right. He says, too often do we work ourselves to the point of illness, normally forgetting what we need rest. Where does sleep fall on your list of priorities? How do you balance that with everything else? Huh. The beauty of entrepreneurship is you kind of have your own schedule. So I I literally can put things off if I need to. Um, I just, I don't really have a sleep schedule. I just sleep when I sleep and I wake up when I wake up and then I start. Um, If I have to get up for something, I'll obviously set an alarm and do that. But for the most part, I just kind of fit in where I fit in. You know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm just riding the wave and it works for me. Like I'm always well rested. I'm never really that tired. If I wake up earlier than usual, I will be tired for that day. But the next day it goes back to normal, you know? So, um, that's pretty much my balance. Entrepreneurship. Become 1099 people. W2, you know, it's very rigid and people aren't rigid. You know, we're, we're more like water. We're not like rock. You know what I'm saying? We got to be able to, to flow. All right. Next question. This is from, whew, what y'all be naming yourselves, man? This is Kudre Zanave. I know who this is. This is Lena. 
Shout out to Lena. Appreciate it. She left three questions. Okay, I see you. I got you. Let's see. What's your favorite song that you have released and why? Ooh, I only released, well, I released like three songs, but only one song that I'm counting. And is it my favorite song? Let's see. Um, I'll say it like this. All of my songs are my favorite song, depending on when I listen to them. <laughs> um, because I, oftentimes when I make something, I don't like it. Like, I like the idea when I started it, but as I finish it, I never like how it comes out. So I kind of have to be desensitized from it. I kind of have to forget about it, walk away from it, and then come back to it later. And then when I hear it, it's like I never heard it before. And then I'm like, oh, this song is dope. And it becomes my favorite song until, you know. So if I'm going to talk about A Little Difference, which is on Spotify right now, I'll leave the link below. Check it out. I guarantee you'll like it. Um... I think that song was dope because it talks about, it's called Superman, right? Instead of Superman, I put Superman with an E at the end. Because number one, I wanted to add, I didn't want it to be Superman. Because Superman is supposed to be like this ideal, perfect, indestructible, and vulnerable, like, not, you know what I mean? This, this thing that it doesn't make sense to anyone. Like, that's why people don't like Superman. And if you do, you're lame, bro. But anyway, um, I like more of the tragic heroes, the ones with vulnerabilities, the ones who are you know, have terrible love lives or lose people. Like, I, I like the real heroes, you know what I mean? So, because they're more relatable. And Superman is kind of just about that. It's about the average, everyday person making a little difference. So the song's called Superman, A Little Difference. And it starts up with this guy who had an S on his chest, like Superman, but he rips it off. And then he just starts walking through his neighborhood and then, you know, started seeing all the things that were going on. And then he decided, I can make a difference. And so he did and that's literally the song. It's, it's one long verse and two hooks. And it's dope. Please check it out. It'll be worth your time. I promise ya. All right. Next question from Lena once again. Um, who slash what has had the biggest impact on your music? <sighs> one of my favorite rappers growing up was DMX. And rest in peace to DMX. DMX, what I loved about DMX was that he was tragic at all times like he was suffering that was his his persona he, he he came from a place of suffering and so he spoke his truth and there was aggression anger screaming love understanding so much understanding that this guy had so much intuition because of all the things he went through in life and in every album he would leave a prayer and i would listen to those prayers on repeat all the time like his penmanship his words, like his wordship was just, it was incredible. He can, I see him go on a breakfast club and leave with a prayer and I'll be like, dude, this guy has a gift to just move anyone. He was literally like a, a minister without, or without even the label. You know what I mean? This guy was a prophet in his own way. And so he definitely shaped me a lot in my music. Um, also Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill was a lyricist and she was just, she was this woman with dreads. I was with a bunch of Haitians, you know what I mean? And I was like, yo, who is this? And, like, growing up, you know, Haitians didn't have a lot of representation on the radio, but, like, the Fugees were dope, like, all-time dope, you know what I mean? And so Lauren Hill, with the way she approached it, like, educated and, like, sophisticated, and I was like, oh, my goodness, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way, like, I wouldn't be captivated by that. And then, of course, there's, uh, there's someone called Sean Jay from Field Mob, He's just like a metaphor god. 
You know what I mean? Like everything he does, every simile, every every line is loaded. And I'm like, I, I heard his mixtape and I was like, man, every line is freaking bars. It's loaded. And so I made an effort to make every line I'll ever write the same way. So those three people shape my music the most. Um, let's see. One more question from Lena. How have the events over the last one or two years impacted your life slash art music? Um, in no way that's obvious. I say it that way. Um, I've always lived kind of an isolated life anyway. Quarantine really was nothing to me anyway. I, I mean, I'm a social introvert. Like, I can go out, I can do the thing, do the dance, you know, be cordial, blah, blah, blah. But I love being at home. I love being alone. I love working on my own stuff. So um, it really didn't impact me much or my music. I, I didn't even mention quarantine in any of my new songs. So, but good question. All right, down to the last two questions. I actually got to get back to work, y'all. I'm getting calls I'm ignoring this whole time. <laughs> All right, so this one is back to my man, Derode Inc. He has two questions left. He says, what's your favorite song to play on the piano? Whew. This is kind of easy because I can only play like half of one song on the piano, and it is All of You by John Legend. That song is just fire, all right? If you, the thing is, you know it's fire. You just forgot that you know that it's fire. But when you go and listen to it after this podcast, you're going to be like, damn, this song is fire. All right. Um, next last question. All right. How do you view having kids? Do you think it's possible for two people to have a child and both maintain a fulfilling career? And would one person ultimately need to compromise on their career goals? Um, to me... And specifically to me, because this is not a universal, like, truth, all right? To me, kids are... I think kids are actually the kings of society. And I'll explain why. Actually, I learned this from Naruto, kind of. Um, we live to serve and protect the king, the hypothetical king, right, of the kingdom, and we do everything. We sacrifice for the king. We make sure the king is alive. We'll go to war for the king. And if you translate that to the context of at least the, the environment around me and the world that I see, the only person that we serve and do those things for or we ought to is our children. And it doesn't necessarily need to be our children, but literally the children in general. They're the one thing that society collectively agrees to protect. For example, if... You did something to a kid <laughs> and you went to jail. Murderers and other criminals who have done heinous crimes, you will be below them in the hierarchy. They will look at you. They will probably, you're probably going to get messed up. If you mess with children and you go to jail, you're probably going to get killed or really badly wounded. You're not going to enjoy your, your stay in prison because collectively as a society, we serve and protect the king. And so long live the king, right? So to me, my view on having kids is everything. I'm like, I want to have kids and I want to I want to pass on everything that I didn't know when I was a kid. I want to thank, you know, I'm happy for my parents or my, my mom, my mom especially, who came here solo dolo and raised, you know, her kids on her own, learning a whole new language, putting herself through college, doing all that, and sacrificing time and life to, you know, get me to where I am so I can have a fresh start and a better opportunity to get to the things that I'm gonna achieve, right? Um, and just like her and just like all those before her, the, you know, my ancestors who went through whatever, you know, like 
all those down to me, I'm going to do the same thing for the next generation. My kids and all kids, because all the kids are my kids, all right? We all want family, and we, we, have to, we have to protect the king and, or queen. Sorry, I, I just use that one because it's a chess metaphor, really. But, um, but yeah, man, so to me, having kids is essential. Um, whether I adopt, whether I make, it doesn't matter. Whether I just am a good uncle to my niece and nephews or my neighbor's kids or anyone's kids. Like, we, kids are pretty much the whole point, Right. And I think biologically speaking, kind of like all species kind of lean towards that, right? They don't want to annihilate themselves, except spiders. They're weird. Some spiders are just creepy, man. Um, <laughs> let's see. What's the other question you had here? Do you think it's possible for two people to have a child and both maintain a fulfilling career, or would one ultimately need to compromise on their goals? Um, that's a weird question for me because the kids are my goals. So my career would be compromised for my kids. So um, the reason I'm working, I started a company and I'm doing a lot of entrepreneurship is because ultimately, thank God, because I'm so lazy, right? I'm going to automate my business. I'm going to find a way to where, because what you do is you, you want to build capital, you want to invest, and you want to have a stream of income. But the reason for that is so that you can buy back your time. A lot of people forget that. They just work until they're, they're done. I'm like, you're not, what are you doing? Like, you're working for like 45 years. Why? Like, where are you going with that? That's not what you're here for. Well, maybe it is what you're here for, but that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm trying to build as much capital, as much passive income as possible. So ultimately, I can buy back my time. So I can buy back my time for my kids, for my family, for my friends, for my community, for everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to free up my mind my energy, my hands, so I can ultimately fix things or help things along. Like, do my part in this giant circle or this giant family that we have. Not just the human family, but the family of all the earthlings on the planet, right? So um, the balance for me is how do I get to that? So if I have to work really hard for a year or two, I would do it in such a way that I don't sacrifice the things that are most important for me. Because at the end of the day, I don't need that much money. And I'm, I'm lazy enough to be smart enough to know how to work efficiently, right? Um, so I'll say this. I, I started my company about six weeks ago. I've literally worked seven days a week from maybe 8 a.m. to like maybe 1 a.m. Like legit. I'm not even kidding you. I've been doing this for like a long time, all right? And I don't even feel tired. I feel fine. You know what I mean? And, and through that, I've already hired an assistant. I've already prospected two other real estate agents to join the company because I'm like, well, it makes no sense for me to do all this. But I wanted to do all that because I wanted to know how to coach and tell other people what I needed from them and what the standards and the criteria was for the company. All right. But ultimately, I won't need to do this work in the long run because I'll understand the business. I'll understand what's required. And I'll just pass that on and automate it through my peers. And, and if you ask anyone who's worked with or for me, I am constantly telling them how to empower themselves, how that they don't really need me. They don't need anyone. They can literally just work towards the same goals and achieve the same ends. I show them that, hey, whatever I'm doing, you're literally doing it right now. And there's no difference between us other than maybe a license or something, right? And so even in that in that pursuit, my goal is still to empower, uplift, and nourish the community in my environment. Because 
You're only as happy as your neighbors. I guarantee it. All right? If you think you're doing well, but your neighbors across the street are suffering, when it's time to eat, guess what door they're knocking on? All right? You got to start removing that illusion of separation and seeing that, hey, everyone around me is an extension of myself. They're an extension of my family. Their outcome is directly related to my outcome if you want to be selfish about it. But if you don't need to be selfish about it, just understand that you'll feel better if everyone's better. If you can be happy while other people are suffering, that takes a lot more work because <laughs> you're doing a lot of work to ignore what's going on around you. So entrepreneurship is just a tool. The hustle is just a tool. It's just a means to an end. And the ends that said ultimately increase the well-being of all of that is around me. Plants, insects, all of it. The planet, everyone. All right. And that was a great question. And I'm glad I answered that one last because that kind of encompassed my whole situation. 30 minutes in. All right. That's long enough, y'all. Yo, I really appreciate you guys sending out these questions. Shout out to everyone that participated. Uh, next time I'll do better to uh, get to uh, the other question. I have questions in my messenger, too, that I didn't get a chance to get to. But I have to get ready to go back to the showing. So <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Always remember, you don't got to be the man, but you can always be the boss. boss, 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 boss. I'm out.